0: to Table for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be here for our Pesach show, our Pesach series. This is part two. This is our last show that's going to air before Pesach, and I've just got so many great guests, like we had last week—an action-packed show. So stay tuned for the next hour as we talk Pesach. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and my voice is still hoarse. Uh, I love food. I love to cooking. I love eating, I love shopping, I love eating at restaurants, and most of all, I love cooking for Pesach. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I wrote two cookbooks, Perfect for Pesach and Perfect Flavors. I run job competitions, cooking classes, and I travel the world sampling kosher food and seeing Hashem's beauty. Hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my adventures, incredible guests, and sharing of great recipes and food ideas each week. But I want to hear about your experiences, so email me, Naomi, at NahumSiegel.com. Thank you for those who do email me. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, wherever you you are, whatever platform you're on, even LinkedIn. Um, But I want to hear about your food experiences too. Let's make this a conversation. If you eat it, share it. There you go. That's what my my new tagline will be. Um, So we have a really lovely show, as I said, but I always like to start my shows off right before the yacht of season with Alexander Rappaport from Maspiyah. Last year, Erev Pesach, we actually did a show live from Maspiyah Studio. Remember that, Alex? We, I came down to the warehouse. I said studio, warehouse. Yes,
1: yes. Hello, hello. We did uh, what we call the Maspiyah Food Reserve.
0: Yeah, we did a show live from there. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, yes. It it was really lovely. We spoke about a lot of patient recipes and we spoke about what we do for thousands of families. And help them get food for young people.
0: And that's what we're going to do right now. But you're actually currently at time of recording. Alex is very lucky to be in the Holy Land, and I am here in Woodmere. And we just—I just told Alex. I send him a WhatsApp. I'm like, Ah, uh, it's almost—we're recording our last Pesach show. I need you on the air. So thank you so much. I know it's late at night. So thank you very much for joining us. How how is Israel? Thank
1: you, thank you for having us. What are you for doing there? Very lovely day. Um, my parents went, so I hopped along with them. Oh, and, yeah, like mommy and daddy. <laughs> so cute. That's it. Uh, and, and we, you know, we're here. We go to all the holy sites and visit and do and pray. Uh, Baruch Hashem, very nice, very nice. Um, uh, it was a long time since I was here last. It was very, very, very meaningful to me.
0: Okay, beautiful. It's always nice to be in Israel. Do you go visit other food institutions like yourself, the equivalent of in Israel, or there's no time for that?
1: Not in this visit, but I should. I should it's something that I have in mind. Alex,
0: do. let's do that together. Let's go.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we should, we should.
0: We'll put it on our list. Maybe, right, maybe,
1: yeah, maybe after the answer, yep. Yeah.
0: Let's think about something like that. Okay. So, Alex, what is going on in a Borough Park, Flatbush, and Queens in time for Pesach?
1: So, the Masbia of Borough Park is the one that has an actual Seder. and It's open for the eight days of Yomte, the whole, Very the wild, nice. Pesach. There's meals, so there's a lot of prep for that. Making sure, you know, the, the, the kashras becomes a challenge, having a must. Much- and yeah. um, that's there it's almost like the hotels run a meal and there's like two meals every day and you, you know you go till Shabbos Ar-Gadl, you go with the Chumetz, and they have to convert and then Pesach is just around the corner so there's very little time to spare to just make everything ready so that's one challenge and those meals those who come to the Sidorim for the Passover Seder Two those are the very last people of the Jewish nation who couldn't find anywhere else to go. They couldn't find a shul or a synagogue. Say they didn't find a friend, a neighbor, anywhere to go. They end up coming to us.
0: That's such and a beautiful th- thing you do.
1: And then throughout Tov, I remember you know speaking to people. There's a lot more people throughout the Yomtuk. They said, oh, by the Seder, I was invited to this one, I was invited to that one. But where do they go for just a hot piece of food? Through chalamoid or throughout throughout the Yomtuk. And we get, as the Yomtuk goes in, it gets even more busier. I remember one year, a senior citizen, an elderly woman, I know where she lives. She lives more than a mile from the must be out park and she walked with her walker oh wow must be lunch and i was thinking like wow. wow like and then she explained that you know she she didn't turn over her kitchen she only ate canned food for Pesa because she didn't have all the other options but after a few days into the year she just wanted something hot and she just decided that it's worth the schlep to come and get a hot a little soup and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And she came for the Halamoid meal and literally slept with a walker over a mile to come to our place. It's so that's a, that's how
0: such a touching story
1: Yeah, so we, we kinda take care for the with the Passover meals, with the Pesach meals, we take care of those type of people, people who fall through the cracks, don't have family and cannot help themselves alone and they end up eating. Add be a but then there are thousands of families who end up having a challenge because the kids are home from Yomtev, because there's so many different costs related to Yomtev. A lot of families feel the pinch and could use help f- to put food on their tables, on their Seder table throughout Yomtev. And then we, that's what we do now. We have both a pickup opportunity and a delivery opportunity where families can get food for yont of kosher la Pesach food, and they can use that food to alleviate the pressure at home. So it's not at masbia, it's at home where they get raw products mainly, kosher for Passover, and they use it to feed their families
0: what kind of what kind of products have you been able to send them in the past, and what are they looking for you know what What can they expect this year
1: the, the, the very very basics uh, basics could be potatoes, onions, eggs, just the basic stuff to just have basic food for young people. i mean, we try to give some grape juice, we try to give some chicken not always is it feasible, but we try. Uh, we try to some years we're lucky we give a lot of matzah some years matzah is very expensive or there's just a shortage going around until the last moment we try to find and stretch our donors' dollars and find the best deal so if we can find a huge deal on matzah we will give out matzah if we can find a huge last year we bought potatoes directly from Idaho off the train, Wow! which means we were by container loads off the train that brings them to New York, and we were able to get a very good deal for that reason. So every year, it depends on what access we get, what type of foods we could help people with. Our main goal from that vantage point is how do we stretch every dollar donated to feed people for Pesach gets its maximum. So we find where, where we could get the most leverage and feed the most amount of people.
0: Okay. And where, where, so you, you're buying food and you also get food donated as well, correct?
1: Yeah. yeah for when it comes to kosher for Pesach, it's mostly bought food. You know, okay. see People go on our website, org, and they donate, and we then take that money and buy food. Okay, good, good.
0: So it's, you've, got, you've got everything covered. You've got people who want to come in, into Maspia and eat there, and then you've also got people who get prepared food delivered, and then you've got also raw ingredients that you send to people. So you've, like, covered everyone's bases.
1: We try, and we, and we do this with a huge army of support of people like you, and thirty to forty thousand others who are donors to must be who make this possible. I like to say we are like the kitty pony ride that you see in the mall where people put in the quarters and the shakes and sing old McDonalds. Yeah. That's the must be a charity that's the must be a charity organization. Thousands of people come together and donate. A little bit, and, and it makes it go it ends round. Up feeding it. That's it Amazing. And, 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 and thousands of people get food.
0: Okay, so if someone is looking to sign up, how can they, or tell a friend, or let a you know a neighbor know, how can they do that?
1: To to get help, it must be. I just need to walk into our locations, and, and they'll figure out what you need. There's always the dinner to eat. There is the pickup. Uh, so that, that's that's the easy part. Uh, we have three locations. One is by 54 in the Utrecht and Borough Park. The other one is by Avenue J in Coney Island in Flatbush. The other one is by 64th Road and 108th Street. And then for people who want to help us help others, they can go to masterpia.org and donate. And we, will, we, li- we like to say on our website that it takes less than two weeks anywhere throughout the year if you donate. It takes less than two weeks for it to be from your dollars to be food in someone's stomach.
0: Okay. Thank you for what you do because that's such a beautiful thing. And we're so glad we have Muspia to help feed all the hungry people around the New York area. And if you're looking for something, org to sign up. To either to donate or to receive, uh, to sign up to get food as well, right?
1: Yes. Okay. You can get information there of our hours, and, and they can. Um, there's both information for donors and for how to get help.
0: Thank you, Alex, and for everything. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you so much. Have a season, Paisach. Thank, thank,
0: thank you. Same to you. Same um, to you. And enjoy the rest of your trip.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And enjoy your journey.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye, Alex. Alex Rapoport from Bye-bye. Maspia. He's a superstar. He's like one of people that keeps Kalal moving, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I'm always like at a loss when I after I speak to him, he like literally feeds the Jewish world.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I I I never even heard of it before you.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy so, to spread yeah. the word. I'm happy to spread the word. I've got a Lisa beer sitting here uh, in my house. Nice to see you. <laughs> Smells delicious. Thank in you. you. <laughs> a lot of Pesach cooking going on, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, Susie. You wanna come and join? Come and sit. I've got Chef Susie Gornish, she's gonna mm. join the conversation afterwards. I'm I'm sorry we're off to a bit of a late start today.
2: No problem.
0: Um, yeah, just, you'll come sit here, take a break. I'm stealing Chef Susie Gornish from the Pesach Kitchen just to have a little chat with her in a little bit. Um, but first, let's talk to Elisa Beer. She's been a f- guest a few times on the show. Yes, yes thank you, you so
2: much. I appreciate uh, it. And you come
0: to the city. You used to come to the yes. city. Now there's no studio right now, but stay tuned. There's going to be some big news coming back about the studio Manhattan. And Elisa and I recorded for... Rosh Hashanah on kosher.com. Yes, that was a big hit. People went, you know, that was huge, right? Yeah, It was a huge sensation. Yeah, thank Um, God. I'm like very happy. And you were like, she was making a wedding like a week later. (laughs) And she's like in the midst of all her wedding plans. I'm like, I'm stealing you for a few hours. I can never say no to you. (laughs) Thank you, Aliza. Okay, so Pesach is a really intense Eating week,
2: it is even
0: leading up to Pesach because either you're going away and you're eating Nash, or you, you know Mum's cooking for Pesach. She doesn't want to deal with dinner and she ordering right. you know I mean? like, how do we not gain? a lot of weight,
2: you know. Historically, I've seen the largest weight gains from Pesach from the whole year. So it is, it is a challenge for everyone. And
0: the big word is like fat shaming. Like people don't want to talk about making people feel bad for gaining weight. I'm not looking to do that. Like, But But
2: it's also not healthy to gain. I've seen 10, 12, 14 pound weight. I mean, that's the the largest weight gain, which is enormous for eight, days. Right. It's crazy.
0: (laughs) I came back from Pesach last year. I went on the scale. I'm like, what? (laughs) And as I get older, it's not so easy to maintain your weight.
2: (laughs) Right, right, right. So I usually divide Pesach into two camps, those that are staying home or doing a private, you know, home in Orlando or Florida or somewhere like that, or going away on a hotel on a program. And they really each both have their pros and their cons. People Assume when I say large weight gain, like 10 pounds, oh, they must have gone to a hotel. It's not true. You could do a lot of damage in your own house. So I personally find it harder in my own house. I don't know about, well, you've only been away, right? No, no,
0: no. I only worked, started uh, going away once I started working on programs.
2: Okay. And I grew up
0: going work uh, going away because my parents ran a program in Australia.
2: Right. But, um, you and know, you fin- I've do done. Do you find both. a difference or you find that the. Uh, the challenge just, is the same, but different. The challenge
0: is the same. Stop eating right. all the time. So I,
2: I find that It's at the home, balance. I find it easier to go away because personally, when I'm involved with the food, that's where I get into trouble in my own kitchen because I like my food better than usually right. the program. So when I'm involved, I'm picking, I'm nibbling. That's where I think a lot of damage is done when you're preparing and picking and nibbling in the kitchen. But in a hotel, there are always good options. I mean, I'm going to go through with you like, you know, my advice, you know, for okay. every step of the way, this Siddharam and everything. But uh there are always good options. You just have to decide to make the right choices and yeah. say no to the others and the constant dessert and you know that kind of stuff. Constant but dessert. It's Con- instant on constant
0: <laughs> emphasis on constant constant,
2: dessert. constant. Yeah. So um so they're both a challenge. So how do you how do you get through it? So A the goal is for you to try to maintain. That's our goal, right? I mean, we, you know, you do your best, but you certainly don't want to have a 10 pound weight gain. That's very unhealthy. So the goal is to try to maintain. If you gain a couple pounds, big deal. I always say big deal. Don't beat yourself up. You, if you get back to healthy eating right afterwards, it will naturally come off. Yes. As we get older, it gets harder to do that, but it will. Um, so how, how to maintain, um, Okay, so should we start with the Siddharam? Yeah, let's do this that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can start with the Siddharam. A oh, week can a bit no way. way okay. at, at this point. The worst know. thing to do is to come starving to the Siddharam. First of all, they're very late, right? We change the clock. You should know I say that too. Even Shabbos dinner, I hate going
0: to Friday right. night dinner, starving. It's right, so
2: once they change the clock, I personally eat some protein and vegetables, 5, 5.30 in my kitchen on Friday, and then later on I'll have a piece of challah, have soup, I kind of divide up my meal. I don't eat the whole dinner, all the courses, late Friday night dinner. I have some of it before, so I'm not starving because I'm accustomed to eating dinner early. I don't know when you usually eat dinner. I eat dinner like 5.30. We're, we're like 6.15. Right. right so that's the great. train. That's we amazing. We're down
0: by seven. I don't need up to seven.
2: Good girl. Very healthy. Always so, like that. So I divide up the Friday. Night. So same thing with the Siddharam. It's going to be, I mean, by the time you finish with the whole, with the chagadya and everything else and you get to the meal, it could be 11 o'clock at night. That's really late to be eating a heavy meal so eat something eat some protein there's not that much we could eat Arab, um Pesach right but we can eat protein you can eat vegetables you can I grill mean, some chicken you right can grill some vegetables so eat something eat something earlier like you would feed your like you feed your children the children I, are eating early I remember
0: one year when I was maybe the first or second year I was here in the house in Woodmere so we're talking 18 19 years ago I remember serving my kids, and I invited my neighbor's kids over. It wasn't healthy, but was they were little kids schnitzel and schnitzel out of the frying pan and potato kugel out of the oven at about six o'clock before, right? Because I used the right. gluten free crumbs, right? Right, right. And the potato kugel, mm-hmm. and and we had it wasn't gluten free crumbs. I'll what? tell you what it was. It was no gluten free crumbs eighteen years ago. It was crushed up potato chipsticks. Oh wow! <laughs> Double fry. But but the kids were little, you know, and and I served that to them. Air of air of so no one went in starving.
2: Right, right. So and you have I- to eat something. And and on a program, they're almost always barbecuing. I'm sure you're you're familiar with that. They barbecue and for the kids, and usually the adults come and descend upon the barbecue. So maybe
0: I should not eat the hamburger at like six right. o'clock. I should Having have some grilled, grilled chicken.
2: chicken. Grilled chicken. They have salads. They have vegetables, or or have that in your home. So that's a. Um, People ask me all the time, wine or grape juice. Yeah. So I have to say wine because the grape juice is... That's why I love this woman. <laughs> That's why I love Elisa Beer. She said drink wine, not grape juice. Try to get a lower alcohol Can content. Can we please there do a, a, a video of us doing uh, that? Do, well, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm well, grape juice I'm is, to stop is super high in sugar. It's the highest uh, sugar content uh, juice. Is there a low... What
0: there is, is the a lower wine? alcohol.
2: I usually go into... Uh, into the liquor store before and i spruce uh, yes yeah. yeah, spruce divine Divi- Divi- shout our out friend. to adam
0: and Faye. Um, yeah.
2: and i usually look for the lower alcohol content is
0: is lower alcohol content meaning less
2: calories is there a low- less calorie because the alcohol is metabolized as a fat and and that's a the alcohol will also be slow down your metabolism and see if you drink too much, but we don't have a choice. I mean, there's a certain amount you have to drink. You end up making poor food choices when someone drinks too much alcohol. They've done many studies. I mean, it is what it is with the Siddharth. But when someone consumes alcohol in a meal, they typically tend to consume about 30 to 40% more calories in that meal. Because they're drunk. Cause they don't know what to
0: read it. This is why I love Elisa beer. <laughs> this is so, great
2: info. Um, so, yeah. So, then I would say, but if, if someone can't, you know, have wine, then get at least the lower sugar. I know there's an issue. So, ask your local rub, I don't uh, but there's a You're not
0: ribbitant? No. Here yet? no not, not, ribb, yet. Not, not yet. Not yet.
2: Um, but the lower sugar alco- uh, lower sugar uh, grape juice would be better. Uh, of course a better alternative so let's
0: go back to alcohol again you have all these vodkas and tequilas is right. there a
2: low lower calorie? so yes so tequila you you heard it here first tequila has about a third of the gra- a third of the carbs of vodka so if you don't have no preference then choose tequila over vodka okay there you go yeah all right i just had a sorority guy he um just barely you know just barely from but he's in a sorority out of town and he started with me during rush week which of course I'm started not familiar with, with you. Wait. he started working S- ta- with me I'm
0: just going to catch Eliza up Eliza is a, a registered dietitian you only want to go to a registered dietitian Dietician,
2: yes this is why you love me because yes. <laughs> you are because well educated because she has a informed. master's
0: degree in dietitian. She didn't right. take a six-week course.
2: No, no. She, I went to college She went to, and college to graduate school and, and, to, took the, and had an internship, took the RD exam. I'm a registered dietitian. This is
0: someone who studied science of food and knows how it breaks down in your body. This is a kind of person. And Beth Warren, an RD. All our That's friends that right. are RDs, you only go to an RD. Sorry, I said no, no, that from that. the rooftops. <laughs> I, I'm a big believer in that because I know the effects it has on my... my
2: Right, because anyone could call themselves a, a nutritionist without without any education or training. There's no th- legal definition for a nutritionist. But you want a registered dietitian. Um, a, a, a nursing home, a hospital will only employ registered dietitians. They can't. A school, I mean, that's, you my,
0: know. A family member, like in, in my, not my immediate family, but my larger family, uh, was told to eat this, go on this diet by mm-hmm. someone who said that they were a health professional. Not mm-hmm. Really. And they made him very, 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 very sick. Right. So,
2: I hear that all the time. Um,
0: because I didn't know what they were talking about. So it's, it's very important. Now let's go back. So Elisa does this and she has Zoom. You can Zoom, where you, wherever Zoom you live around day. the world
2: – did you see my mom? She's here. Yes, I did. Yeah. I said, "I'm Aliza Beer. She goes, "Oh." <laughs> there you go. We, I did listen we, to we met you before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and and um Eliza has uh, consultations around the world. Where You don't have to be in in the five towns no. to use Eliza. You can sign up from Mars and join in, right. um, and so you were saying that you had a, a I
2: sorority. A, a you uh, had to catch kid. everyone out. So he started with me during rush week, which evidently is a I lot of partying. What is that? What is? I that? don't know. The fraternities, they uh, whatever. Not a sorority. He's a fraternity. Susie He's might know. So the so fratern- rush
3: week is, is right before um, the school starts, where everybody comes and they get together, get into the dorms, and, and, and then meet they you. like have big parties. And it's, I, I mean, that's what like a rush week. That's okay, in the, right, it's September. Uh, yeah, so so
2: when he started with me, I, I said, okay, I usually don't recommend more than two alcoholic beverages a week. And he's like, listen, I'm going to drink every night. Just tell me what to drink. I said, okay, only drink tequila. He goes, you got it. I'm just going to drink tequila. He lost 13 pounds the first week drinking every night. <laughs> we do not recommend that. I'm just I'm saying, not right. do not try this but yourself he followed Otherwise, he followed the plan. But he drank every night. Right. But can you imagine? Like he, he was, And I know beer is Beer is very that's, carby. That's my last name. I know. That so... is freaking hilarious. Like yeah. beyond words. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Um,
0: beer is, I know. It's very, and like the, the pot bellies is from beer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. It's very carby. So, so we're going to try to shoot for the wine at the Sidarum over the grape juice if you can. And then I usually recommend not, so this is, this applies also to a restaurant, appetizer, soup, main, this is all that. It's just too much food. I tell matza, matzah, right first. So the matza <laughs> you have to eat the matza that whatever you have to eat you have. Oh, and whole wheat matza is also the uh, spelt, preference. Spelt is great also. Is spelt is a very belly... easier on the belly? It's just healthier. It's is it easier matza? So matza so could be hard on the belly.
3: I find spelt is is much <laughs> yeah. easier on my stomach. Mm-hmm. I have used and, it for several years now. Oh, only that's spelt. great. Chef Susie going as she speaks
2: to whole wheat and spelt, and now only spelt. Right, and it also helps with the constipation. That's mm-hmm. that. You know, sometimes... Let uh, my people go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Preen juice sponsored by (laughs) Kidim.
2: So that definitely, and you just eat the matzah that you have to eat and certainly not one extra bite at the sadarum because uh, we're consuming way too much matzo. Oh my God, yeah. But it's also a matter of portion control. Like it's just too much food. Too much food is being served, whether you're at home or you're in a hotel, you don't have to eat everything that's on the table. That's right. you know it's okay it's okay not to clean your plate it's okay not to accept every course so especially if you ate before like you should have right not to be If starving. you're at the barbecue after lunch before dinner right you don't necessarily have to have the it's the entree right. the entree right.
0: the appetizer right. well, at, or yeah, one or at the dinner. other
2: sometimes I'll have just the appetizer so I I went away for all you know all my life until COVID. COVID was my first Pesach that I made. I went to hotels and I didn't gain because I'm not eat. For, there are always salads. There are always good options. And I'm not eating everything. Like I just right. don't. At the Siddharth, it's so late after the, the, an appetizer and the soup, I'm done. I usually right. don't accept the entree. That's good uh, to know. Um, so that's, it's I'd just a matter of portion control. After the matzah and the wine or the grape juice, it's just too much food. You know, I do when
0: I take, I meet, cook for people for Pesach, my personal chef mm-hmm. business, and I sit with my clients and I make their menus mm-hmm. with them. And they were like, I want to, what are we doing for fish? What are we doing for soup? I mm-hmm. want a chicken and a meat. I'm like, you don't need the fish course for Seda. And I say right. this mm-hmm. with my knowing I'm not going to make money on selling them fish, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I got to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't need. Fish and soup, and, and they want to have a first. They want to have right. some sort so soup of appetite nice. soup, and it fills you up a little, right. and that means you don't have to have the heavy meat. But I say you don't need a huge amount of chicken, a piece of meat and a piece of chicken for each person around the table. Right. Right. You're not
2: going to eat. No one's eating both. Right. And the next thing is the sides. So it really, after all that matzah, no one should be eating potatoes and fireful and whatever, you know, carby kind of sides. You really should be eating vegetables a vegetable kugel you know kind of salad. Zuc-
0: zucchini kugel cool as right. seen in perfect for pesach.
2: the you okay so this i use perfect for pesach the entire year the entire every week the entire year why because it's clean healthy ingredients
0: thank you Oh yeah. thank you there I'm, I'm gonna put you on the back of the house this is not, not
2: sponsored i this is the truth <laughs> thank you it's very i just made praise. this past friday i made eggplant from from perfect P- for pesach i made the broccoli i make it the, the eggplant time. with the, I made the eggplant just the roasted eggplant for, and the tomato salad the eggplant tomato
1: I salad love that. that's yeah, with it's the cumin great. and the
0: garlic yeah, and the lemon yeah, juice. yeah it's great yeah you had me at lemon juice oh, my mom's coming to listen <laughs> <laughs> okay hi mom my mum's waving. Okay, amazing. Susie, do you smell something cooking that needs to be taken out of the zucchini oven? Cool. Zucchini, no, zucchini kugel. Kugel.
2: So the, the sides should be healthier sides because you're consuming
1: already so enough macros
0: so much food yeah Yeah, the whole week so okay so you continue then i'm going to ask you a question about breakfast food so i'm going to okay i wanted
2: to say also the first this year we have a three-day yontif so i'm a big advocate for fish i know there are some people that only eat flesh and if you do then fine you know i can't i'm good i'm gonna. those two lunches will be fish by me there's just no way to have six heavy fleshic uh, meals in a row we do
0: milk hicks for lunch Is that yeah me?
2: that's what i that's i mean our milk hicks for me is going to be fish fish yeah but uh i'll have pizza for the the one child that doesn't eat fish
3: right right there's always uh, one
2: <laughs> so you my husband <laughs> in my family um yeah it's just too much it's too heavy and too much red meat consumption also like you shouldn't be eating no one should be eating red meat more than once and uh, once a day over yontif I mean, a normal week, a normal week, I usually recommend no more than two red meat meals in a week. It's just red meat. Like when I say red meat, I'm including beef, lamb, and veal is about double to triple the amount of calories and fat than chicken. I'm not even comparing it to fish, which has less. I'm comparing beef to chicken. So it's just, and it's an unhealthy fat. It's the fat clog, you know, the fat that clogs the arteries. So um, over yuntif once a day is plenty. I have to have red meat. Right. And what
0: would be a better, okay, Sedarum out of the picture, okay? Let's put that aside. Right. What would be your recommendation, day or night meal, to have oh, the day, red
2: meat? Oh, day, day. But that we have the sadaram the first day. Right, so yes. Yeah, that, so that's what I'm saying. I'm knocking is that out. It's a little tricky. Because but they could
0: have chicken. They
2: could have chicken. Right, right. But you <laughs> usually want to serve, I don't know, something special, I guess. Right, right. But veal does have much less cholesterol than beef. Good, so there if you go. You, if you need to watch your cholesterol, then that's a good option for you.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. What's part two?
2: Um that's the uh well I was gonna speak about um Chalamaid and being prepared, but you have to I mean we have to. Okay. Inherently we have to take food with us because we really can't you can't eat in the parks anything. For the most part. So you really do need to pack up. So just be prepared. And your road trips, like be prepared with good snacks. Like what? What would be a really good snack? So a really good snack is fruit, even though Naomi does not like fruit. I've got so. it much better, Eliza.
0: <laughs> I eat oranges now. Oh, good girl. I started eating, I try to have an orange a day. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You'd be so proud of me. I've come around.
2: I am very proud but of I, you. But I, I, tomatoes are fruit and I love those. Tomatoes. Right. So a tomato is a tomato. <laughs> tomato is a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fruit. People are surprised, but that is a fruit. Right. Um, otherwise, cucumbers, peppers, celery, jicama, you know, any of those things to like munch and crunch on in the car to take with you. Um, obviously, if you're going to take with you for any chalimawi trips, you need to take like matzo or or some kind of cracker. You know, matzo cracker and hard-boiled eggs. I mean, those are going to be hard-boiled eggs. String cheese. Yeah, hard-boiled eggs, string cheese. Even those.
0: Left cubes Dude. up, cubed up um, chicken and jelly. Yeah. yeah. So and just be prepared.
2: Pesach,
0: uh, oh, yeah. Perfect for Pesach hummus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Made from quinoa. N-
2: very, you know what? I didn't look
0: at that. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That, you can have that, that with your veggies. Um, you know what I f- a lot of people ask me and they find this the hardest is Breakfast.
2: Okay, because so the
0: Pesach cereals aren't so good. No, they're
2: at they're vile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone who makes so, it. we're not looking to offend our fellow food producers, but come so on. I would
2: say so. <laughs> the days of Yontif and Cholamoid is yeah. eggs. Is your best bet would be eggs for breakfast, and besides yeah. so that, an egg is a perfect food. Um, so that's the best thing for Shabbos. I happen to recommend those diet cheesecakes. Really? I do. I don't eat it personally, but I do. Um, The ones in the little brownish and whitish Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kosher Pesach? They're kosher Pesach the whole year Mm. long. Because they're gluten-free, and it? Yeah. Ah, I had no idea that was available on Pesach. So it's available on Pesach. I think they have a, a healthier option. Now, I'm not sure if the, the healthier option is available Pesach because it's typically s- sweetened with Splenda, which okay. I don't recommend. I usually recommend Stevia or monk fruit. Yeah, look at
0: from Elisa. Yes, monk I, fruit. Think they,
2: I think they came out with a, a Stevia sweetened version. Can
0: we just talk about monk fruit for a second? Sure. We, and we'll talk about have full.
2: everyone turned on to it. We we
0: have, you know, for our uh our kosher it's not kosher Pesach. Right? I was just going to ask you, is it kosher Pesach? I don't
2: think so. I haven't Why gone not? to the stores. Why not? I don't know.
3: It's a fruit. No, yeah. I don't think it's like re- th- that. They're processing it for Pesach yet. Okay. It could be.
2: So we're gonna send our day. friends
0: at the OU down to. China, it's made in China, Japan.
2: It's, fa- it's from Asia. Asia.
0: Yeah. I'll go. I'll go check it out. <laughs> oh, you you just call me. Send me to there and I will do it. I also want to go check out quinoa because quinoa is made in the Andes Mountains. Mm. And I would like to go check that out also. Mm. <laughs> All the things that I want to do. I've seen sake being made in Japan. So now I'll go and do a version of <laughs> <laughs> that Koshila Pesak. Naomi's quinoa. Okay. So what what can we what so else? So what else for breakfast? for breakfast? The yogurt.
2: Yogurt is a good one. Yogurt, cottage cheese with either a little bit of fruit or, right. or some veggies in it. Um, People really get stuck on breakfast. I don't know why. Right. That's, they that's make, a
0: question I get asked you a lot on Pesach. You know, so
2: I'm not a baker. So I never looked at the, your dessert section and per, uh, perfect for Pesach. So I do have a breakfast quinoa. Like a muffin.
0: I do have, like a, a, I have a granola, Pesach granola. Okay. That's got brown sugar. Okay. So I know we're not allowed to have so much brown sugar. Right. Okay. But it has like um, honey and it has dried fruit. But like sometimes right. a little brown sugar like bind, bound it, binds it, whatever the word is. Right.
2: So well, some people, those that eat Gabrucks will make matzo brai.
0: Right. But I find that so heavy.
2: Right. We don't eat Gabrucks so okay. I, I yeah, wouldn't know. For you. <laughs> it's
0: off, yeah. It's off the no. table for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I eat my eggs. Okay. Amazing. Um, Anything else that we can learn from you? Okay, what else? What else? You can
2: share with us, Pesa. Okay, so getting in your exercise. Mm. So it at you know if you're in the Northeast, it's going to be hard if it's cold, if it's raining. If you're away in a warm climate, absolutely pack your sneakers and you need to do something every day. You walk use the fitness room in the hotel. If you're in a hotel, wherever you are, try to walk. If you, if we haven't listened this week, I think it's supposed to snow and be 60 degrees in the same week. Um, So if you have a randomly nice day on Yantif, you need to go for a walk. Like any day that it's not raining, you should get out. You shouldn't be home three days with just eating, just eating and sleeping. Right. That's very unhealthy. So definitely exercise. I remember the
0: year that we were home in 2020, the planet was home. Right. We walked and walked on that right. Pesach every day, every day. We just pounded the pavement just to move our bodies and right. clear our minds. But, but our right. so walking, walking was walking huge. Is,
2: I don't think I ever walked important. so much in my life. except yes, during COVID. During that,
0: that Pesach of COVID because yeah. no one knew what – and everyone was anxious. So everyone just – being outdoors was okay and you were six feet apart from me. if someone came near you, you kind of went all the way around oh them, remember those right. days?
2: But I remember really walking, walking, walking and right. I, so that's important to try to walk and water, also to drink water like most people are not well hydrated. Most people do not drink enough water. Unfortunately, you're a water drinker, right? Yeah. Uh, it's seltzer.
0: Seltzer. That's good, okay. Then. So that's
2: fine. Uh, that's it, um, some people just hate water. It's so
0: sad. Yeah. I don't love it. Water. That's why I like seltzer. I kind of feel like I'm drinking sparkling wine.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> feel See so what sp- you could convince yourself of. <laughs> right. Whatever works. So, uh, definitely drink a lot. Um, but it's also a matter... But you're going to treat yourself. So this is my best advice for every for every Yantif. I tell all my clients, like, it's inevitable. You're not going to go through eight days never having, uh, you know, Chocolate I don't know, a candies. slice of papka, whatever it is that, you know... Paisach papka. Paisach, <laughs> whatever it is. Desert. So if you're going to treat yourself, do it early in the day. Don't do it at ten, eleven o'clock at night. Why? It will... It's a huge difference on the scale. I have a, a story. This is I call the story. I had a client. It was a three-day yuntif. It was Shvuis. She had a piece of cake every single morning for breakfast. She had a big yuntif lunch every day. Every night for dinner, she had a, she had a, a Chobani yogurt. The, she came to my office the day after the three days. She lost two pounds. I'm not telling you to eat yogurt for dinners. But if you don't eat much at night you're going to lose weight. Now we're not looking to lose weight. We're just trying to not maintain gain or minimize the weight gain, right? So if you're going to treat yourself, do it early in the day. It doesn't stick to you. Whatever we're eating at night is sticking to us. It's not going anywhere. It makes Timing is everything, right? So it's not just what you're treating yourself to, but when that makes a huge difference. So definitely like if you're dying for that muffin or whatever it is, do it, at, have it at breakfast right. with your cup of coffee and then have a great day. Right. Be healthy the rest of the day. Choose your chicken, your fish, your, maybe your meat, you know, your veggie sides and I love all snacks. the salads
0: at the Pesach Hotel with all the really cool dressings. I have like eight different kinds of dressings. I don't try not to drown it. I normally like to drown, but I'm, you know, try to, as I've gotten older, learn not to drown it. Right. And, just and you can
2: always put extra on the table if somebody would like. I usually... Keep the dressing on the side because my kids don't you like, like dressing. Dip. <laughs> it's good to tip, but I keep, you know, whoever wants, and I try to put out a few dressings, and this way you could like decide what do you want on what salad. Right. <coughs> I
0: always make a few. We talked to Susie about some Pesach tips, and mm. cooking tips, but I always like to make a few salad dressings, like quadruple some of my dressings mm-hmm. before Pesach, put in the squirt bottles, label them up, and they have salads made from scratch. For the whole Pesach. But
2: it shouldn't be so hard to make salad dressing for Pesach. It's so easy. I've got lots in my book. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Amazing. Elisa Beer,
2: thanks for coming on the show. Oh, we had a good laugh today me. as well. Thank this is you. Good. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I, I
0: think we all learn a lot from today. I know. I've interviewed you before. We've spoken at Pesach before. We've spent Pesach together before. That's right. Last year, Pesach in the southeast, but I really learned a lot of new things today. So, ladies, it's vodka. It's not vodka. <laughs> tequila. It's tequila. <laughs> it's tequila. All right. Let's see. Uh, I think I know they have kosher Le Pesach tequila, so uh, you can go
3: check that out at your local liquor store. Okay. Oh, but I have one question. Yes. So So um, the kosher Le Pesach vodka mm-hmm. is it more calories because it's made with potatoes?
2: Hmm the answer to? Question. That's that's a good question. I just was curious. <laughs>
3: okay, you two can... Let's get, that <laughs> to get back to, to all research. of us. Because they do a lot of potato vodka... Um, right for 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 But I mean there's tequila and there's also potato vodka. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious for those vodka drinkers out there. I wouldn't
0: mind tequila, you know. <laughs> no, I have
3: no problem with that. I have Either
0: bottle. one is good for me. So you know, and a lot of wine. I like wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now we've got some really great chips. Thank you very much, Aliza Thank for joining you for us today. Thank you. And if you want more information uh, how to be a client of Aliza, alizabeer Beer at gmail dot com.
3: Yes.
2: Very we'll good. Know you know it by heart. <laughs>
0: Um, yes, it's an easy one, but still, you know, we, we've communicated a lot. Um, all right, thank you so much. You're you. are welcome to stick around or go on with your day. We're going to talk to Chef Susie here. Hi, Susie. Hello. Susie and I spend every waking moment in the Pesach kitchens in the last month yep. cooking. Mm-hmm. As we got one week or so to go, we're just at the tail end finishing everything off. How's, how you doing? Good. You're all right? You're Perfect. still standing? Yep. You're still standing? Good. Work is work. Work is work. We always say Baruch Hashem, right? Baruch
3: Hashem. Yeah.
0: So Susie is, uh, works with me in my Pesach business. She's a trained chef. Not many from women. Uh, there are many of them, but not so many. You're definitely one of the pioneers of women now who are went to culinary school. How many years did you go? Did you go? Were you in the beginning, right? You went like... Back in the 80s. Back in the 80s. <laughs> back in the 80s. And you were not Orthodox then? No. And then, then you had a beautiful a journey mm-hmm. uh, into being a from wife and mom. Exactly. With your daughter. Now, 13 years. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So what was it like going to culinary school? Just, you know, if someone want, came to you today and said, I want to be a chef,
3: would you advise them to go to culinary school? Um, I think there's a lot more options for people who are keeping kosher and going to culinary schools. Um, at the time that I went there, that wasn't an option we didn't keep kosher but i didn't eat like pork so it was it, it was hard um several times during my you know, during my schooling there that in the end you have to get a mystery basket and cook it like like a chopped so so you have no idea what it's going to be and and it's it's a big part of your grade so it was some kind of like random pork thing that was just there and i just like kind of just freaked out a little bit for a few minutes and then said, okay, I got to get this done, you know? So, so I, I didn't, I didn't, I I don't even know if I had tasted it at that time, but it was just, it was like one of those hard feelings at the time to do. But you know, you overcome that. Then you spend a time in Europe, everything is like not kosher eel, the, the, you know, these long eels that you, that we did and different types of birds or mussels or oysters I mean it's just like it was so incredible to, to i mean it's it's all interesting on how everything is prepared or um or perceived on the plate but um so i i have a good background in that and area. how did that translate
0: now with all this incredible experience you've had and you've worked in michelin star restaurants
3: in belgium in belgium and how does this now translate into being a kosher chef so i think it just um i'm a very healthy Chef, um, yeah. fresh ingredients, fresh food, uh, good oils, um, and, uh, oat milk. If I want to make a cream soup, I don't really don't use any soy anymore. Um, I try not to soy sauce. Let's s- just clarify, not soy, soy sauce, soy milk, soy milk, soy products, really a lot. I, I I've shied away from them. I think it's because my palate really knows, um, all the old food. Like it just, it has like a memory, my palate. So it, I think of different things that would merge kosher into non-kosher and I try to come up with those different kinds of flavors and it, for me it works. So, um, and I just really take the basics and, and, and really hone in on flavor and freshness.
0: Okay. Freshness. I like flavor yeah. and freshness. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums up your food. It does. And, and it has to look pretty. I mean, um Susie Susie and I when we cook downstairs and like we're like (laughs) moving at lightning speed she'll always make sure that everything is just exactly pretty and just
3: so and I'm a perfectionist when it comes to the food so and I, I you know I have um a lot of repeat customers like uh catering wise or kosher for you know like Shabbos and stuff and and um and they always come back, you know, the fl- that was just amazing. Can you make that again? I'm like, uh, I don't make it week to week again, but some other time. you got to have something
2: else. Right. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can vouch for Susie. I'm a customer. <laughs> <laughs> She's delicious. I'm so, so
3: excited to hear that. So I, t- I just really um, try to make it the best I can. I mean, that's just really what it comes down to.
0: Was it hard
3: learning kosher?
0: Were you like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to give up this and give up that? Not really. Was there a big surprise when you gave up kosher? No, not at all. Like nothing. No, is there an ingredient that you miss? She's like, ah, oh, I miss a lot.
3: <laughs> I just got the death stare. <laughs> you can say it. There's a few things. I think it's just like there's certain ingredients out there. Like, I mean, I also cook Chinese food for a long time. Like for a big corporation, PF Changs. So. When I, there was very good quality like ingredients, but like the pickled vegetables, they're just like insane, you know? So, why can't we make that kosher? What's missing that we can't make good? Something that they make in China or, or wherever they make it. It's just that there's something, it's the type of pickled, the vegetable that they're pickling. Mm-hmm. It's a type of different type of cabbage or however it might be. Yes, yes. But, um, I yeah. keep looking. I am always searching for like in grocery stores for ingredients and uh, different types of of mustards or man you know uh, um, vinegars um, to to make just uh, a different dressing a different flavor. So what kind of oil do you like? Um, I use a lot of olive oil. I don't. I mean, I don't really use grapeseed oil. Uh, almost never. Um, sometimes I use an avocado oil. Um, I stay away from mostly vegetable oils if I can. Um, and, uh, usually it's an olive oil. I do use a sesame oil sometimes for a dressing. Mm -hmm. Right. But what do you fry? Like if someone says, and this is a question for both of you,
2: for both
0: of you, it'll say, you know, you want to fry an onion, right? It's, isn't it true? Or you'll tell me, or is it true that you can't really shouldn't fry an onion to start sauteing something? When you want to start like Cold. building something, because it destroys the olive oil gets destroyed when yeah, you start it has frying a something. a smoke
2: point. Yeah,
3: so it's not good to start. Oil has you Should, a higher, I, you should, should I use a more use neutral oil. You could. I mean, the hi- avocado has a higher. I, just pref- I prefer the o- olive oil. It's just how I've been cooking for a long time. Right. Okay. Um, but some people prefer avocado oil, so I have both.
0: Right. So for Pesach, right away, when Susie and I start cooking for Pesach, we're sauteing everything in olive oil because we can't get the <laughs> the, right. the, the, the other oils yet. Uh-huh. Question for you, Elisa, yeah. from me and Susie. What is the best oil for us to use? For, and for all my customers, everyone, listeners, all those, listen, what's the best oil for Pesach? To put in a cake, we're not uh, putting olive oil in chocolate cake.
2: Can we put avocado oil? You can. Is it not? Yeah, you can. Can we put no. olive oil? Yeah. avocado oil? Avocado oil. It's KLP.
3: Because
2: I have no idea. I'm
3: almost sure that they have, I have avocado. To the story. Oil. I
2: know.
0: I know. <laughs> no, they have an avocado oil, I believe. Okay, so what other oil is a
3: nice, good oil what to a, use for Pesach? Yeah. I is that flour? Not cottonseed. Let's just Not say cotton that. Not cottonseed. The is like oil? one of the worst. Is there safflower? A safflower oil? No, for there pace? isn't. It's cottonseed is. or vege- some type of vegetable that's oil. No, there is safflower oil. Oh, that's safflower oil. That's, that's right. Yes, yeah, safflower. Uh,
0: safflower will be like. It comes out closer to when Pesach is starts. Right, right, uh-huh. right. But there is safflower oil. I don't know if that's a healthier oil or not, though. No, the I don't avocado think
2: so. and the olive are the healthiest. Okay, guys, you've heard it here first. That's it. Those are the two healthiest if you are looking, oils.
0: Okay, that's, it. that's another big question mm-hmm. right? that I asked. Actually, did I, I have an oil section in my
3: Pesach book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what we said. Walnut oil, but you can't fry oh, yeah. in that. Yeah. You no, can. that's good for dressings. And, and cakes. Hazelnut oil is good, too, for dressings. Right, it must have a very a
2: specific taste. Yes, it, it does. does. very delicious.
3: Okay. I, yeah. And
0: in the cake and in the salad dressing, it's only no, not make for it a, better.
3: not necessarily, I wouldn't use it. It's, it's concentrated in a sense. Those particular, the, those particular oils are, are sort of fancy. So you want to use them less for heat and more right. for cold purposes, okay. if that makes sense. Amazing, amazing. Drizzling or mm. dressings.
0: Okay, amazing. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Eliza for uh, coming on the show today. I'm very excited to have you guys. Thank you for um, having us. Okay, Susie... Uh- if you could, like, give us a rundown of the kind of things that you do right now, you know, for customers. Like, right now you're cooking for Pesach, but what do you do during the year that people are looking to hire a kosher personal chef? Because it is it is something that's out there, and people, like, you know, don't want to go to, especially when they're talking healthy, they don't want to go to a restaurant a restaurant, or to, we have great takeout in the five towns. I'm not looking to put down any takeout stores. <laughs> Sholem, I love, you know, the convenience of it. But if you are looking to have a special meal... Mm-hmm. You know, cooked with healthy things that, you know, Elisa recommends. Uh, you know, Susie, can you tell us how people can reach you and what the kind of
3: things that you can make for people? So Eliza recommends mostly uh, low, like, uh, uh, chicken and fish, mostly, and very limited meat, like steaks. Right, Yes? Yeah? So right. It's a lo- like once a week, a small four or five right. ounce piece of meat, okay? So. Or twice. Uh, you week. know, you're, you, you know. Um like for, so I'll just give you this week. I'm making a grapefruit chicken, a grapefruit mm. citrus chicken. And for, grapefruit fr- is so healthy. Friday night, which I've already made before with a t- like fr- fresh thyme and grapefruits. Delicious. And um, then I'm playing around with a. Um, a surprise steak, which mm. everybody knows is like, you're right. I'm going to r- have it rolled for me and make it like a Chateaubriand um, with herbs and spices on the outside and and bake it in the oven like a Chateaubriand. So you'll have almost like a roll, like a jelly roll. It's just the way, how my brain works. Beautiful. <laughs> Look how be- I can't wait to see it. Okay. We want
0: to see pictures. Follow Susie on Instagram, Chef Suzy, S-U-Z-I-E underscore. No, nope. S-U-Z-I. I.
3: Underscore. I. I knew
0: that. I underscore.
3: Thank I you. That. That's
0: um, right. Yeah, the follow, follow them both. On yeah. I'm Elisa Bee. I follow Eliza. Thank and, you. And Susie. Um, can we get um, the other Elisa on the phone? I'm going to thank you both for, for joining oh, thank us. Thank you so much. Okay. And we're going to
3: have Elisa.
0: Thank Aliza. you. All right. Back well, to the kitchen. Yeah, you go back to the kitchen. I'm- Hello, Elisa Grubin from Israel. Hey. How, how are, you? are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. You need deep, be- thank you need- God. You need deep in cooking in Israel.
4: Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's fun. It's super fun. It's 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 fun. <laughs> That's it's, what I have to say. Right, right. It's definitely stressful. Do you guys get the it's same- stressful but it's you know, what? I don't feel the stress because, um, like, it's like my passion. You know, when you're so passionate about something, like, you forget about the hours, like, 12 hours. Like, what? I worked that long. I you love know you. What I'm talking about? Just telling my husband that it's like amazing. This is why like, I that's love how Elisa. I, feel- okay. I, I said this to the <laughs>
0: other Elisa that I had earlier on in the show, but this is why I love you because we're passionate and excited about what we do. That work is <laughs> we work hard but hardly working. See? Yes. Yes. Um, Elisa, so what, what, what's going on there in Israel, on the Israel food scene in time for Pesach? Is there a lot of, like, ingredients hard to get, like we get in America? Okay, yes,
4: okay. So, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Very hard to find a lot of things, because we don't have, like, the perfect texture of barbecue sauce, or, um, uh, coconut aminos. We don't have that here. Um, there's a lot of things we don't have, and it makes it harder to like cook but I make everything from scratch like I make like I'm using chicken broth like I'm making bone broth and putting it into my meat instead of just coconut aminos and barbecue sauce and all that stuff because finding a good heksher for Pesach in Israel is very very hard right, a lot of people a, bring in things you've got a, whole a lot different of people bring thing in things there. right yeah yeah it's so, very yeah. intense like yeah <laughs> but right. it's awesome and, and you, I love it because it's very like wholesome and everything's like very you know, made from scratch because of that. You know, I'm making my own barbecue sauce, literally, with like Tuscanini, um, you know, tomato paste and like you know, sugar. And there's ways to make it, you know, Amazing. but it's it's not the same. So
0: Eliza, <laughs> yeah, Eliza is a young mom. She lives in Jerusalem. <laughs> You're in Ushal. Okay. But you're from Uishilan.
4: I used to live in Uishhalon. Right. Yeah.
0: My daughter was doing chesed, like a volunteering, at her mum's house when my daughter Simi was in seminary and her Elisa's mother was a kosher personal chef. She has now given that up and passed the torch on to her lovely daughter Elisa, who I met on my trip when I was there in January, and she made amazing food and she bought me a whole Shabbos to try. Uh-huh. And my my family was obsessed with her food. They were even ate the leftovers, and some family members are very picky about leftovers. And they said they were even better than the day before. That's so nice to hear when your kids say that, and
4: they're very happy. That happens. is so amazing. High praise from my kids. <laughs> Wow! Um, so you, you have great kids. That's cool. <laughs> thank you. You have amazing. Like we love your daughter. We're thank obsessed with you. her. My family adores her. Thank you. She's thank the best. You. So Elisa, she gets it from you.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. We've only got a couple minutes, but I really <laughs> wanted to give you some airtime before Pesach as a personal chef. How long have you been doing yeah. this for now?
4: Um, what do you mean, like per- years cooking. or like cooking? cooking? Cooking years. Two weeks. Two weeks. You only just started.
0: No, yeah, no, Yeah. This is your first year cooking for Pesach.
4: Yes, yes. That's okay. what I'm saying. My first year Pesach. Like okay. crazy excitement. Crazy excitement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've and, done. I've done during the year. I do during the year. Almost, right. So this is you built up a name Pesach, for yourself. My first year. She's built up a name yeah. for herself
0: during the. If you go to Israel and you're looking for someone to cook for you, for you know, in the summer or. I'm sure by now you're fully booked Shavuos. Hello, Shavuos 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 and Shavuos and <laughs> Shavuos and Memorial Day the same week so most people a lot of people yes. are taking off the whole week and going to Israel Exactly. you can have Elisa cook for you yes. so her right now call her no don't wait till after Pesach <laughs> she will guaranteed be sold out but Elisa has this. she's now rolled her business her weekly personal chef business into a Pesach business so I remember when I started that it was definitely very intense you know
4: yeah. I mean, yeah. Very, very different than during the year. Let's put it that way. Right. right. Very different. And, and um, But it's so much fun. <laughs>
0: so I, I like, you know, I like the enthusiasm. It. I love the enthusiasm. There. <laughs> like so, so, so excited. Yeah. So psyched. But amazing. Yeah. amazing. Any, any recipes?
4: Listen, you- one day I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be just as cool. Oh, I mean, my the gosh. amount of soup you made, the amount <laughs> of soup you made was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, what? We're not how did done she yet. do that? And we did it oh, in we're... a day. We did it in about 36 hours. It's not a... normal. We
0: made 175 <laughs> quarts of soup. You know how many servings that is? I'll tell you. What's 174 <laughs> I... times four? You do the math. That's a lot of servings of soup that we oh, made. My...
4: Yeah, that's a lot. And I, we I haven't... know. I'm like, we haven't I'm making started. like,
0: that's crazy. <laughs> We haven't started with our meat with our meat and stuff. We I have a, like a meat cabbage soup. I haven't even started on that yet. That's another twenty something quarts.
1: Wow. But yeah,
0: what's the first thing wow. you start with? Elisa, give us some advice. Someone is cooking at home. Okay. I'm giving you a scenario. Someone is at home, yeah. make, making Pesach. What should they start mm-hmm. with? What what's the first thing that you should start with?
4: You mean freezeable, right? Anything that's freezeable? Or if they don't want to freeze. Okay, so Freezable things. I would always start with like the zhuzh soups, like any soup, you know, like broccoli soup, zucchini soup, orange soup, etc. I don't like to freeze um, chicken soup, so I always do that the last. Like that's like literally the day before Seder, which is crazy. Right. Um, it's a lot of work, but you know, it's the best. I mean, I'm like crazy about fresh uh, chicken soup. That's like my favorite it's funny, thing. But and I say
0: soup. I happen to freeze my chicken soup always.
4: Like not... most people do. I just I have this thing. I find think... it concentrates. gets better. Yes, it does, and I like it less concentrated. Okay, like I like it very cle- like clear. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like yeah. I cook it for like five hours. That's about it. You know, like five oh, hours. Really?
0: I cook mine like overnight. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's very that's great. most people like it like that. Okay. Yeah, but but my clients love it. Baruch Hashem. Every shop is everyone's like, oh, the soup was so good. So yeah, Baruch Hashem. And then uh, we've it's got even seven hours more. Amazing. Okay, so after soup comes. Okay, so desserts. Desserts freeze so well. Okay. They're just so easy to make, and they just freeze beautifully. Um, and, then, and then I go for, like, what? And then, then the kugels. kugels. That's, kugels. like, the next thing. P- so soup, kugels is always dessert, the next. kugels. Kugels, yes. And then, and then meat and chicken. Everything else is – yeah. And then, okay, so meat and chicken, most of the things I actually make fresh. I know it's crazy. Crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah. But because just like I have certain things I just love, love fresh. So whatever. Even though actually a lot of my things freeze beautifully, um, I just have this thing. So like the schnitzel, I actually freeze. So schnitzel freezes, like I love freeze. Actually, we like it frozen more because my mother-in-law says that when you keep schnitzel in the fridge, it gets soggy. And when you keep it in the freezer, it doesn't get soggy. Correct. She is correct. Yep, yeah,
0: she is correct.
4: Amazing. I know. So like I always did that. Like ever since I started making schnitzel, I used to like, yeah. Like, I I started making schnitzel only recently, the last few years, just because we didn't grow up on schnitzel, a nitzel, super healthy family. Okay. <laughs> my mother, like, made us grilled chicken, you know? <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Elisa, thank you so much for joining us today. We of
3: course. A, I just of wanted course. to get you
0: on and talk a little bit about to a Pesach chef in Israel and expose my audience yeah, thank to you. you. And we're going to have you back on because you're so amazing and fantastic. Young, uh, energetic, exciting. You. Very, very talented. So, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Love you. Thank you. Thank, all
4: thank right. you. Thank
0: you, Elisa. See you soon. Uh, see. Uh, amen. Bye. All right, bye, Elisa. Um, I had to get Elisa on the air. She's absolutely adorable, and it's our last show before Pesach. I do want to wish, want to wish take the opportunity to wish everybody a chag sameach a Pesach, sameach, a shabbat shalom, all the good things, a decent Pesach, a wonderful Pesach, happy travels wherever you are going. And I look forward to more shows in the Pesach season. We have music sponsored by our friends at and with some grape juice. <laughs> uh, all the way up till the benching. want to wish you all uh, Shabbat Shalom.